fantasy. Well, 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 boys and girls, your fantasies are about to come true. I've got two of the sexiest men in the world sitting here with me, ready to podcast. Got Matthew McBroom. Broom, how are we doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Benjamin. I appreciate you uh, putting this together, having me on. I just got back from fucking Europe about 12 hours ago, so I'd uh, good to check back in with you guys, see what's happening. Feels good to be jet-lagged. We also got Bob Dabrowski here. Bob, hey there, what's man. new with you? Oh, you know, just, uh, you know, doing some little uh, mental gymnastics here and trying to get over uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. What happened on Sunday? It was a rough day there. Uh, Broom, were you able to catch any of that game over in Croatia? You know what? I I caught very little of it. I watched the first part of it because it was on late, but I had to wake up and, and read the news. It was a sweet, sweet morning, sweet thing to wake up to. You saw the best part, at least, though. The first part was great. <laughs> yeah, Khalil Mack was having uh, quite the game, and and then Aaron decided, no, 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 I'm the best player in the league. Yeah, well, fuck that guy. Khalil Mack, dude, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's going to be fun to watch for the next 10 years or so, and maybe not 10, but, man, that Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's hard to say, but I tell you, he's – He's not bad, I say. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give him that. He's not, he's not the worst. <laughs> not the worst. Well, that, that's about all we can get out of a, a loyalist uh, Bears fan like Bob Dabrowski. Yeah, kids. Bob, how long have you been watching the Bears? Uh, since I was in my mama's womb about, uh, you know, 2,100 uh, years now. Since uh, Jesus Christ did the NFL with George Hallis and uh, made the Bears, and then they invited the Packers, and now you know that decision is, is backfired on us a little bit. Only mistake Jesus ever made was what cheese in creating the Packers. Oh, Jesus, no mistake, kid. I, no way, no allowing the Packers to be a team. <laughs> Bob, Bob, how many sausages did you eat? I had me about thirteen polishes, and then halftime happened, and I, uh, I, I, I just threw them all up and had another twelve. Sounds like a good day. No, Twenty-five, it was not bad. And then you know, oh well. But I tell you guys, here's my spin zone. Little two seconds here, and then I got a split. But uh, so I'm thinking a one defense looked great. Um, they're gonna they're gonna be even better when that Khalil Mack attack. That's what comes with the Mack when he gets back and he gets uh you know his game legs under him, and then they get Roquan Smith there in the middle, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an impressive unit. I'll tell you what, I haven't seen a unit like that since I watched Ron Jeremy, and uh, we got an offense that's gonna come around big time. Okay, we saw glimpses of the future with the first drive. And when Maggie can get the play calls in and, and, and Mitchie, the pretty boy assassin, when he knows the offense, they're not going to have those struggles. I'll give it to the Packer fans, okay? You know what? They had a good second half. They were loud as heck. And you could see Mitch was visibly rattled. And uh, he had to do that thing where he covers his ears to try and hear the play. Happened all second half. <laughs> it, it shook him up. It shook him up good. And I think that when when – 
He gets used to the play calls, and Nagy gets comfortable with his quarterback. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good team. They're young, second youngest in the NFL, I think. And uh, yeah, there's my spin zone. It was it took me all week to get there, but we got there, kids. I'm I'm excited for Monday's nights. Well, there's a proud Bears fan, but uh, a humble one at that as well. Uh, Bob, appreciate those insights. Yeah, you Thanks got for it, kid. Ain't no choice but to be humble this week. I'll tell you, I'll be coming back next week. Big balls like I got uh, the testicles fried in a microwave and just coming around swinging. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking forward to that. Well, as we say goodbye to Bob, let's uh, focus a little bit more granule, just on not on the NFL in general, but at our fantasy league, and talk a little bit about what happened last week. Uh, in our first matchup that we're going to talk about, we had. Uh, Want me to punch aside your face for free? The face police versus. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Jerky Boys. The GM's Jerky Boys. Uh, it was a close match there uh, with 155 points to just eking out uh, face police, eking out GM's Jerky Boys. So, uh, face police kind of carrying on. They've been winning a lot lately and uh, over the past few seasons. And GM's Jerky Boys just can't get up to I feel like Travis week. has had some uh, some of these close losses. I think he, he was a victim of these a lot last year. And so it's good to see it continue. I'm sure he's very frustrated in sunny Miami. <laughs> Well, and uh, looking further down, we have, you know, Sean Carr and his stupid little team and which, uh, you know, we got nothing to say about that. For, he's got no drop. Just just father time beating out Howard and the. That was so a couple old, a couple old presidents. presidents going head to head. Represent me. That should be the best um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing, nothing to say there. Sean got lucky. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Yeah. You know, Howard, feel for you, man. It's always shitty losing to Sean. Sean's team sucks. Yeah, well, at least Howard's got a good drop for his team. You know, the executive branch. I don't, nothing against Father Time, but apparently nobody beats <laughs> Father Time this week. And our, our reigning champ, uh, you know, he was doing pretty good, and he's his team. It's not just Mother Boy, it's Mother Boy 30. Went up against. Seven Costanza, you're serious. And just smoked him. Just uh, beat him out the largest blowout of the week, yep. I think, by the 61 points. And that's what you need to be when you're the reigning champ, like huh? That's true. First. First lawyer president ever. <laughs> Way better than a president. Have you guys noticed my uh, new league logo picture? I uh, any- yes. Uh, Jerry Kyle in Hollywood, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a beauty. I, I do have that uh, kind of official fantasy football league uh, blue and red logo, but I, I enjoyed this picture so much that I, I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to replace it. I spent uh, probably 30 minutes during class one day just looking through pictures of Jerry Kyle. I'm, I'm back on the Facebook, and I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't mostly to find pictures of Jerry Kyle. <laughs> I think I got a good one, and I think that the person sitting next to me was looking at me and being like, <laughs> what is he creeping on this weird kid for? <laughs> what other pictures did you find? Um, I found a couple with him with a fish, and uh, let me see, I... 
I think I saved the. Oh yeah, uh, I can put them on the website or whatever. Got him with a. It looks like a largemouth bass. Decent size. Oh, but not worth, not worth it. I'm sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jerry. Well, and then we had uh, probably the most disappointing game of the week. With, yeah, uh, Jesus Christ. What a fucking shit show this one was. So Frank. we had Pete and his child-eating pale men. Delicious. Going up against Josh and his... Three tight end sets. That's how football. Oh, it's three tight end sets, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> barely getting over 100 points for both of these two teams, but somehow Pete and his child-eating pale man eked it out. Well, we, uh, we played on to the level of competition. It was a real shit fight, but I threw the shit the hardest. <laughs> well, a bunch of monkeys flinging poo at each other. Damn straight. At- and then we had just the ultimate matchup, just the, the popcorn, uh, the blockbuster matchup. Uh, going into Thursday, we had Julio Jones on uh, one of my favorite teams. Yup, 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 rumble big skins. <laughs> Second only to my own team. Chicky, chicky, palm, palm. And uh, I, Julio was just tearing it up on Thursday, and I, I was really thinking the, the season was starting off bad. But then... <laughs> Then Mr. Mr. Hill came to town. I, not ta- I reek, man. Oh, I reek. Doing backflips in the end zone just as a, uh, I don't know, he's just changing it, just turning it up. Yeah, he's, he's also good at the football. Yeah, he can, uh, he can run that thing fast. Yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing uh, James Conner go off too. Yeah. That was a, was a sneaky little pickup I got at the beginning of the week, and it looks like it may pay off for the rest of the season. Funny how that works. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I didn't, Ben. I didn't get too much time to look at who you said in your lineup prior to seeing some of the games, but yeah, the James Conner was a fucking heart ripper, and then this just carries over from from last season of me scoring a shit ton of points and losing every fucking other week, but. Uh, <laughs> No, it was a good. It was a good matchup, and then yeah, I mean AJ Green this week, yeah, Leonard Fournette, yeah, that was a tough one, man. That was that was right, right where I wanted to be, man. One hundred ninety points is going to win eight out of ten weeks. I feel like, yeah, and at least we changed the scoring or the payout rules, so uh, it does respect that because you can't really help. There's nothing you can do. In that situation, you outscored pretty much every other team by thirty points. Right. Um, so wait, that- yeah, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm amazing. Everyone else can fucking lick my balls. <laughs> You're the second most amazing in this room. Um, well, two quick things: the uh, the year high score that replaced the second place regular season winner, right? That is correct, because there's nothing good about coming in second place in the regular season, right? Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good change. Um, Broom, why don't we get a quick recap of, uh, Croatia? Did you fuck the president? Uh, the president is a man, I think. No. This chick with huge knockers. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. It is a chick with huge knockers. No, it was, it was, <laughs> it was sweet, dude. It was, uh, it was a great time. Spent two weeks just literally wandering around drinking and, and partying. It was a, it was a great time. Carbon was there. He gave me some tips, some pointers. So I appreciate that, Sean. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was sick, man. It was, it was a great time. There's super clean place. There's not too many people. There. There's not too many Americans there. Uh, a bunch of Australian people, a bunch of people from the UK. Um, it was great, man. It was great. Would highly recommend it. Do they speak Croatian? They do speak Croatian. Most everybody speaks English. Um, but nobody makes you feel like a dickhead for speaking English. So it's, it's good. The people were really fucking nice. Like really, really nice. Invite you into their home. Nice. Uh, we had some, we had some good times with some local people. It was a, it was a solid experience. Yeah. I swam with a couple Croatians in high school, uh, on the team. And, uh, they're just some of the most, uh, I don't know, jovial, fun loving people, uh, and just a, a riot of a good time. So I'm sure you just blended in uh, right well with them. For sure, the back of my head's not flat like theirs is, so they could they could definitely they knew I was I was not Croatian. That <laughs> that and like <laughs> and other things. But. Did people come up and rub the back of your head? Be like, oh, he's not one of us. No, we we were joking. We met some people. We actually met some people from Chicago when we were in VAR, and it was this couple, and he was actually Bosnian, um, and she was. I don't know. She was from somewhere in Illinois and she always made fun of how the back of his head was so flat. And she was, she was a hairstylist. So she was always commenting on trying to fucking cut people's <laughs> hair when they have like a flat back of their head, like Slovian Slovakian people. I wonder. You're not from the Balkans, man. I know I'm from Northern Germany and Ireland. I don't know. You're just deformed. Yeah. I'm deformed. That's because it took my mom so long to spit me out of her vagina. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> called for. Pete, were you a were you a fourth trimester baby? Uh, yeah, it took me 36 hours to be born. I bet you were a huge oh, baby. Very much. It was gigantic. I was uh, over 10 pounds. But anyway. Your blood, your mother is a saint. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey there, Hawkeye fans. Welcome back to our weekly installment with the Hawkeye Report with Mr. Joshua Nam. And I've got Josh on the line. How are you doing today? Good. That intro's got me jacked for some Northern Iowa football. Let's do this. Oh, man. We got to, well, before we look into the, the most heated rivalry within the state, let's look back at, uh, hey. well, just the, what? Hate, hate, hate. Yep. Hate, hate. Yeah. Let's look back at hate week. Josh, what happened during hate week? Oh, what a riveting, uh, classic Iowa football game. Uh, when it was 3-3 at halftime, I could not have been more stoked. That's just, that's Big Ten, Kirk Ferentz football. Um, we were at, at Steve's wedding. Shout out Steve's wedding. It was, it was a good time. And I may have, may have glanced down at my phone a few times during, um, and caught, caught the end. But, uh, for some reason, I'm a glutton for punishment and came home and the Big Ten network does, uh, games in in sixty minutes. It's like cut through everything in between and just show action and, and rewatch the game Sunday night. And Iowa's defense dominated. Some some people are saying uh, the best defensive line in the country. 
And Iowa State just couldn't get anything going. Uh, on the flip side, Iowa's offense also couldn't get anything going. And that was, it makes for a kind of a tough, tough game to watch. It's, it's like the game, if you're not an Iowa fan, you probably, you probably turn it off. One of those games. Yeah, and I think we had uh, some national coverage on that too. I think it was on Fox. Yes, yeah, so. it was. So was the I, I, Wisconsin game, and it's like the the Fox seven thirty night game in two weeks. Yeah, and I was even getting that out here in Cali, so that that was pretty surprising. But uh, yeah, it's good to see the Hawks uh, keep that streak going. How many how many years in a row are we bringing the Cyhawk Trophy home? Uh the four in a row. It's like eleven out of or ten out of the last fifteen. So it's kind of shutting Iowa State fans up. It's it's the Hawkeye State. It's back to where it should be, and. They, I mean, three points. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, and and even more disappointing than just the three points that Iowa State put up. I don't know if you saw this video, but there was a guy end of the first quarter wearing his Cyclone sweatshirt. I don't know why he's wearing a sweatshirt in you know September, but sitting there looking down at his phone instead of turning back and waving to everybody in the the children's hospital. One Cyclone, come on, the one lone ass. Got one chance. Did you see the, the all the pictures that uh, – maybe not because you don't, aren't probably involved on Hawkeye Twitter as I am. After Iowa scored the touchdown to go up 10 with like four minutes to go in the fourth, someone took all these photos of the student section and, in black and white and then put all of the Cyclone fans in like the full color with the red shirts on. And so it was all these people just cheering, doing the big eye motion. And then just like two sad faces looking like they're about to crack. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But check it out. I'm going to look for that. All right. Well, enough living in the past. Josh, we got to look to the future. What do we got coming up this week? Another rivalry? Um, No. I don't think you can call it a rivalry when one team has never won. Uh, this is just like the last, the last tune-up game. I don't know anything about Northern Iowa other than they're a small school. And Iowa realistically should roll them. You know, maybe they keep it close for a while, but they don't have the the hogs on the line to to mess with Iowa. So it'll be, I see it being kind of maybe even kind of close until half in like the Northern Illinois game, and then Iowa just rolls in the second half. Nice. And you're talking about that D line. What can we can we expect some turnovers? How how are they causing ruckus in in the backfield there from from every angle? Epinesa is a beast. Dude had only plays on passing downs. They had a couple sacks, a forced fumble last week. He has like uh, three sacks on the year compared to like, I don't know, like he's only been in for like 40 some plays. So it's an insane amount that he gets to the, to the quarterback and but just every position and there's depth. It's like one thing Iowa doesn't have usually they play like four or five linemen. They're going eight, nine deep. So they're constantly fresh, and they're just bringing bringing bodies at them. Um, so they're they look good, and, and when they do that, it helps out with Iowa's new linebackers. Um, it makes them look a lot better when all the, the lines eating up all the bodies, eating up all the line offensive linemen, and giving them kind of free reign to go in and, and you know make the play, make the tackle. 
So how do the Hawkeyes, if this isn't you know an, a big rivalry and this smaller school with UNI, we're, we're overlooking or we're looking past why we even play UNI, but how do they uh, stay focused on just the game ahead, not looking to those uh, weeks down the line? I don't know. I'm already planning my Wisconsin tailgate, so hopefully uh, they're able to do it. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's, I don't know. This is a trap game. Are you going to be in Iowa City for this, or no? I'm going to be at a wedding in West Virginia. Oh, in Lewisburg, West Virginia, uh, in the hills. It's like a town of three thousand people. Oh, get some moonshine out from those West Virginia hills. Dude, that's why was my plan was drink some moonshine, eat some squirrel, like just do what the West Virginians do. But we'll see. The I don't want to complain about a hurricane because people are getting a lot worse, but it's supposed to like go through and rain all weekend no it's gonna kill my moonshine yeah well well josh what you know as we're we're looking for the season and we're starting to look at trying to identify some breakout players uh what are some you know is there any freshmen that could be a big impact player somebody climbing up through the ranks that's been a big recruiter that we're looking to shine on the field this year um yeah on defensively uh, they started a new linebacker, got his first action last week. Jamon, Jimon, Jamon, it's like D-J-I-M-O-N. I don't know how you pronounce that. Colbert. Um, he looked, I thought he looked really good uh, in his first playing time. He's a redshirt freshman. And then... All right, so maybe we'll have to have a Colbert report yeah, next week on how he yeah. does. Exactly. And then there's another dude, and who else Julius Brents, is a true freshman. Uh, he's their third corner, come in and playing on the nickel, but he looks like he's going to be the the real deal. All right. Well, and so we got some rising stars in the Hawkeyes uh, coming up in the next couple of years. They're all, they're all uh, what defense. About like we, we could really use some some offensive stars, but. <laughs> it's really kind of hard to recruit those yeah, offensive yeah. weapons to come to Iowa, yeah, isn't we'll it? <laughs> Unless you're tight end. But but yeah, we we tend to kick out some really good right. tight ends. And that we have. That's the one position we have stocked on the, on the offense. So who could we look if we're looking for some super Hawkeye superstars that have graduated from the university? Who can we look to in the NFL to see those players? Um, so the highest. This is the most Iowa answer, the highest graded um, offensive lineman this week was Austin Blythe, a guard for the Rams. He's an old hot guy. Oh, oh sounds like bogey yeah. likes him. He's getting a little, I'm uh, I'm in the basement, which is where he usually likes to play. He's getting a little riled up. Um, but yeah, Austin Blythe is one. Uh, other than that, you just got a lot of your typical linemen. I think you're uh, you're all of well two of your linebackers from last year, Josie Jewell and uh, Ben Neiman could get some playing time at linebacker. Uh, Kirksey looks to be like a stud for the Browns. So it's just all of your typical typical Iowa positions. Yeah, just hard nosed football. That's right. <laughs> Um, down there in, in the grinding so it out. Here's a, here's a sad stat for you. Um, Riley McCarron, a little white receiver, got picked up by the Patriots, which obviously is, you know, who would pick up a little white receiver. 
and they threw they threw a pass to him last week, and it was an incompletion, and they ended up cutting him. Um, if you if you would have caught it, it would have been the first Iowa receiver to catch a pass in the NFL since Tim Dwight, and oh, no whatever way. the hell that was. <laughs> Oh man, and uh, I've actually last time I was in Iowa City, well not last time I was in Iowa City, but last when I was in Iowa City over the last football season, I saw Tim Dwight. And uh I saw him at the saloon uh bar downtown and you know what he was actually refusing to sign autographs. He was above that. At that but yeah, he's the only he's the uh, only I receiver saw, for Iowa to ever catch a pass in the NFL. He's too good for this. He's too good for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Clearly. So, you know, unfortunately to him, Dwight, unfortunately for him, he comes back to Iowa city and you, you know, just can't go without being recognized. Yeah. But I know you got to drive up the value of those yeah. autographs. Yeah. Can't have though, too right? many out there. Can't pull an, can't pull an air out. Yeah. All right. Well, Josh, any, uh, any other parting thoughts for us as we look forward to um, this weekend? Yep. Hawks are going to roll. It'll be a lot of different story next week. When we're talking about Wisconsin, um, two, you guys probably covered this last week, or when you talk to Pete, you cover it. Uh, my team stinks. I don't know what happened there. And one question for you. Aaron Jones for the Packers. Is he going to be good? He's, how, how long is he suspended? Uh, I think it's three or four games. Uh, it's kind of a mess of that backfield right now between Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams. So it's one of them is going to emerge, I assume. Um, we'll see how the, the offense changes with Aaron's injury and – Seems like they may be having to pass off a lot more, but I heard Jamal Williams probably the one to own since he's the best pass blocker. He's going to be back there when they're riding shotgun a lot and uh, providing that pass protection for Aaron's knee. God, my team sucks. I don't even have the right Packer running back. Well, I don't know that there is one right now. And hey, Josh, just keep in mind, half the league is 0-1 right now. A quarter will be 0-2 with me, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, hey, one last one last comment. Uh, I totally forgot about this this movie until I was leaving work today, and someone brought it up. Did you ever see the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? No, it sounds sounds like something that could get you in trouble for in racial diversity. It's a classes. great documentary, and it's Whites, as in uh, the White family. It's their last name, not. Aaron yeah, White? exactly, like that. Oh, um, uh, uh, the, the yeah. ginger ninja. So it's just this crazy West Virginia family, and it's a documentary about their lives and just all the times they get arrested. Uh, you got you got Mammy, Mammy White, and just it's <laughs> it's a wild show, uh, and I, I, that's fully what I expect to see this weekend in West Virginia. I, I highly recommend if you haven't seen it, checking out the documentary is pretty good. All right. Well, what's that name again? One more time for us, Josh. The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Oh, man. I hope you get to meet them. Or it's the Wonderful and Wild Whites of West Virginia. Either way, you'll figure it out, but it's pretty good. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Josh. Love having you. Love the reports. Keep up the good work. Thanks for having me on. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.
So uh, let's look. Uh, let's look uh, moving forward. Well, last week, just final recap: the the payout of the week was to the top uh, wide receiver, which uh, was was in fact Tyreek Hill. And uh, this week, we'll be looking for the top running back. Uh, that'll be the twenty dollars payout this week. Um, so, in people trying to to get up to that point, we had some you know uh, free acquisitions going mm-hmm. on, some little bidding. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at what transactions occurred this over the past week. Uh, it wasn't as hot of a market as I thought. There were people bidding and picking up people, but not too many competitive bids. So the only competitive bid was for former Hawkeye George Kittle, tight end for San Francisco. And the San Fran- or the the tight end market right now is just uh, it's abysmal. There's and the only Gronk is really performing. So I went out there and and spent fifteen dollars to get George Kittle on my team, outbidding Travis uh, by. A, a large margin, ten more dollars than I needed, but I'm happy to have the Hawkeye. Travis spent a lot. How do you? See and then uh, who was bid on? How do you see? Oh, wow. so you can go to Fab bids. That was the only one that was actually contested. There were some other bids though. Twenty dollars for Quincy and Nunwa. He had a killer game uh, with for the Jets, beating out the Lions, which was pretty interesting. Uh, twenty dollars spent on him to no no other bids. Brandon Marshall also got picked up for fifteen dollars. Uh, I picked up T.J. Yeldon, little little handcuff for old man Fournette who can't keep his hammy uh, right. So Funny me that Travis spent all this money and then didn't think that George Kittle in a league of Iowa Hawkeye fans would not attract more interest. Like if he's going to spend all this money. Spend it on the guy that's obviously going to be bid on by someone. But Kittle was definitely going to draw some attention. Yeah, I was kind of surprised Nauman didn't put in a, a bid for him being a San Francisco 49er yeah. and a Hawkeye. Three tight end fan. Right. I, yeah, he should be required to have three tight ends on his team. I'm going to I'm gonna put uh, Kittle on Nauman's team. And then, Ben, you can trade for him if you want. <laughs> no, I need him. I need him this week. A uh, couple other bids going in. Fitzpatrick for five dollars. Howard picked him up. Nick Foles got picked up by Travis for two, and then a few free uh, free agents. A couple tight ends, Ebron and uh, Philip Lindsay actually didn't get bid on. He was a hot waiver uh, ticket for in a lot of the podcasts and a lot of the buzz online, but uh, he just got picked up for free. Um, I got Royce Freeman. I think he's going to take that job. Yeah, I think Royce is uh, the right one to have. Uh, I just right now though it's so muddy that I wouldn't really want. I guess I mean you get him for free, so uh, Philip Lindsay, and you already have Royce, so not too much risk there. But one of I think I think you're right. Royce will win it out. Hard to make a, a call this early. I, I generally don't really make moves. I, I I draft the guys that I want, and then you know maybe this upcoming week is the time to. Make a, make a move, but I, I try and give my guys some, some time. Yeah, it's hard. You gotta not overreact to week one. And, uh, you know, just, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy. If you guys don't like who you got, you know, somebody you drafted, only got you a few points, drop them. I'll swoop in, pick them up. Won't be naming names, but I'm sure it's gonna happen after this week. There'll be a couple performers who just aren't doing right and people will overreact and drop that, you know, sixth, better. seventh round. You guys think I should drop Des Bryant? Yes, I do. 
Not solid draft pick, but yeah, not really doing it for me. Yeah, yeah he's not going to do anything. And then it's also hard, like wide receivers historically, when they go to a new team, they don't perform very well um, in that first season and very well in the first few weeks. I'm fucking keeping him. <laughs> well, I mean, your team's performing well enough as it is. It's it's not like you know some of those guys in the bench. It's not like you're really starting them. You're just kind of holding on to them, hoping that they end up being a big performer later in the season. And Des could do that. That's true. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for that compliment. <laughs> Room, you picked up Des. I drafted him. Oh. I made a, uh, I put 20 bucks on, it was, it was even odds um, if Dez is going to take a snap this season. Like, yeah, he's going to take a snap this season somewhere. I thought so too, but I don't know. I don't know what's happening. And I'm pretty sure if he takes one snap, you know, he gets signed somewhere that, you know, he makes like his entire contract or whatever. All he has to do is get on the field once. Does he have a contract? Well, like there's something about, you know, I don't know, the, the NFL Players Association that there's a minimum, you know, if you're, you start a single snap that you get paid for the season regardless. So I'm sure he's just want to get a cool few million in there. Fair enough. All right. Let's uh, talk about real football for this week. Yeah. So uh, we had last night's game, uh, the Ravens losing to Cincinnati. Cincinnati 2-0. and Mm-hmm. I uh, I have always hated the Ravens. Yeah. I, what I hate I hate Joe Flacco and I hate Matt Ryan. They're both fucking garbage. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> uh, Joe Flacco's slinging it pretty well this season so far. Yeah, I have the Ravens defense in week one. I was real happy with that situation, but last night that ginger motherfucker Andy Dalton decided to throw pl- four. Is it three? He had three touchdown passes to AJ Green. Four in the game. Three. Yeah, he was three. For, AJ Green was three for three for three touchdowns uh, before the first half. Was he over. not keeping the Green Monster. First year without him, and he does this to me. Oh well, I like the guys that I, I kept. Yeah, that's all right. It's just one week, but. Yeah, what a shit Thursday night game. I think. Yeah, I was the, said I didn't. Alex Collins didn't really get the ball much, so that was a little frustrating to me. My main takeaway from that game is less about the two teams that played and more about how terrible the Buffalo Bills have to be. <laughs> if, the, if the Ravens just curb stomp them and then four or five days later just get destroyed, well, not destroyed, I guess uh, they came back a little. God, Buffalo is going to be potentially one of the worst teams ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so happy I don't have anything invested in that team on my fantasy uh, roster right now. Who has Shady? I mean, he's the only one worth anything, and I, he's going to have a rough year. Yeah, he's going to have a real rough year. Uh, I don't, I don't know who had him. I had him last year, and it was kind of the decline starting there, but he did pretty well. Uh, other games we got coming up this weekend, though. Uh, I'm looking forward to this Chiefs Steelers game. Yeah, I'm liking liking watching Mahomes. Uh, you know, Brett might have really actually made a really smart decision keeping him. I think he could have drafted him later than he kept him, but Mahomes is looking pretty hot, and 
Steelers too. I want to see James Conner, more of him. I don't know if I've gotten Mahomes later than the 10th round. But yeah. Um, dude, that's going to be a good game. Uh, oh, wait. No, they're not division, but they, they're definitely two potential AFC playoff teams. Um, you know, I think I think that probably the best teams in the AFC are those two teams and the Patriots, Jaguars, you could probably throw in there. But yeah, this is uh it's gonna be a good week. There's some really good games this week. There's not just that one, there's um your guys' team, the Packers. I'm looking forward to see what a gimped up Aaron Rodgers can do against that Vikings yeah. defense. Yeah, this is a couple of crazy first two games here in the yeah, I, NFC North. Um, is that where is that game at? Is it in Minneapolis? I think it's in Green Bay. Is it? Yeah, it's in Green Bay. Thankfully, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's another good one. I don't I don't know how that's going to shake out. I'm interested to see. Ben, what have you heard on Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I mean, I. I heard it's a, a what an MCL or just a knee sprain. Um, I'm guessing. I don't know if you could. Well, you couldn't see you personally, McBroom couldn't see, but they he put on a brace. He had a small brace on his knee when before he came in the second half. You could kind of see the bracket underneath his his pants there. Um, I'm I'm hopeful for the Packers, and I think that they'll do a lot more shotgun sets. And I think Jamal's going to be in there a lot because he's the better pass blocker. Um, so uh, he'll be picking up those blitzes coming in, and Aaron will be able to get it out. Uh, I heard Devontae Adams, though, didn't uh, participate in practice due to an undisclosed illness uh, yesterday, so hopefully we'll get him in there. Um, Geronimo, though, Geronimo's starting to come on strong, and I'm really excited. I'm hoping to get uh, – my sister's name is Allison, so I'm hoping to get her – uh, a Geronimo Allison uh, jersey this year. I got my brother a Clay Matthews jersey last year, and his, his name's Matthew. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I, I need to get Travis Benjamin to to switch over to the Packers so I can get myself a Benjamin jersey. <laughs> oh, <good>. Travis Benjamin. <laughs> I think you got a better chance with Kelvin Benjamin, but I like the callback. <laughs> Travis I, he's still in the league, isn't he? Isn't he still in the Chargers? There's no way. No way, Travis Benjamin's still in the league. So, yeah, there's some good 10 o'clock, or, well, they're 10 o'clock for me. Uh, there's some good uh, Can we talk about that? early games. Do you remember, you still think that uh, you have a better time zone to watch? Oh, wait, Travis Benjamin is still Yeah, take that. Um, I Wasn't do, there a- because I got to watch both Monday night games and still go to bed before 11 o'clock. Uh well, that doesn't happen. There's not normally a, a 9.30 start time for a Monday night game. Secondly, 10 o'clock in the morning sucks waking up. Oh, my God, football. And then what do you do at night? Like, either the games are over and then you're done. You're done. Yeah. You've got time to just I play video games and, and uh, use uh, all my medicinal uh, prescriptions out here. So, Broom, what is what do you think is a better time zone? The West Coast? Or the central. I don't know. I enjoyed my time in the mountain time zone, uh, kind of in between there. But mountain. I don't know, dude. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a Cali bro. I don't think the. I don't think the Pacific time zone is really all that great. You know, I'm. I'm a central guy. I always have been. Well, yeah. I can't break Love free it. of my habits because I do still wake up and I start work at six a.m. So I'm. I'm on that central time zone work day. Uh, but it 
you know, it gives me a lot of flexibility in the afternoon. So I enjoy that. Man, that blows. 6 a.m. My God. I'm a, I'm kind of a morning person and a night owl. I'm a borderline insomniac, so it works out for me. Oh, that's all right. You wake up at 6 a.m. or you start work? I start work at 6 a.m. That means I roll out of bed at 5.45. So it's it's a good life. Well, at least it's sunny. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, later games. I mean, well, I guess there's a couple other good ones. Maybe the Panthers, uh, Falcons could be all right. I'm, I'm excited to see the Browns. I want to see if the Browns can get a win um, against the Saints. No, they're not. They're going to go 0-15 and they're going to sign Hugh Jackson to a four-year extension. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, how, how many games do you think he's got before Todd Haley takes over? I think he's got all season. He, he bought himself another minimum three years with that. <laughs> all right, well then we've got oh, what's good in the afternoon. When is the Patriots-Jacksonville game, AFC Championship rematch? When's that that is that's the afternoon, uh, the mid afternoon game. So the three thirty game for you guys. Three thirty. What a good time! <laughs> and then uh, Giants Cowboys Sunday night. Anybody watching that? Giants Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know. Say yeah. Saquon. Only reason for for really checking that one out. I'm interested in I'm interested in Monday night's game, but. I'm also interested to see from a Sunday perspective. I don't. Was, did anyone see the Tampa Bay game? Where, did they look good? They scored a bunch of. They, yeah, Fitzpatrick was uh, Fitz magic. It's. I don't think Jameis Winston's going to get his job back, and I don't think. I mean, he's going to. Fitzpatrick isn't going to do that consistently. No, but I think Jameis is just a liability, and uh, I think Fitzpatrick is. I don't know. I would love for to see him. You know, get start the year uh, and get over, you know, 50% in his wins. He's a smart, he's a smart, smart walrus, that one. Jameis, it's going to be interesting. Jameis is supposed to come back um, against the Bears. Week four. Yeah, I doubt he does unless Fitzpatrick just goes up in flames because they have a bye week the next week. So my guess is Jameis wouldn't get the start until week six. But if he goes against the Bears, Cleo Mack is going to, he's going to rape him. Doesn't matter who who is starting at quarterback. Cleo Mack is going to rape everybody's butthole. <laughs> no, Fitzmagic's a little smarter. I think Fitzmagic will will trick him out. All right, see. Talk about that in a few weeks. All right. Any preview for the Seahawks Bears, Pete? What's happening? I think it's a critical game. I think the Bears are a better football team. I think they're going to win. Um. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to show a lot about the team, how they respond to that emotional loss, that rough one on Sunday. If they, if they come back, if they come out and are uh, play, play consistently like they did in the first half, they're going to just destroy them. And if they, get a, if they get a win, I think it's, it's going to be a good message for the team, a good bounce back. If they come out, Is this in- it's in Chicago. I'll be there. Uh, if they come out flat, it's just going to be a. It's, I think it's going to be a rough year. I think this is a this is a really big game for a week two. Just, just yeah, I, I respond. I think that the the Bears are the better team here. I think that they should be able to beat the Seahawks, especially at home. Uh, so, not cheering for the Bears, but I am a 
cheering against the Seahawks. How's that go? I, I would like that. Um, yeah, so uh, we didn't do them, but uh, locks of the week, Pete. I, I beat you last week with my lock with Vaughn being the lock of the week and you having Travis. So uh, what do you got this week? Okay. In the room, you can get on this too. Let me take a little peek. So we've got myself against the face police. We've got uh, Pete against executive branch, Brett against Travis, Sean against mother boy and uh, chubby rumple pigskins against the three tight end sets. Hmm. Oh, broom. You had a rough start. Who did you have last night? Baltimore's defense. But you're still projected to be more than than Josh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Josh has. Uh. You know what, Broom? I'm gonna make you my lock of the week. I was thinking about doing myself, but I'll do my. Oh, Francis! Oh. Thank you. Each lock of the week is you. Chubby rumple pigskins. Oh, you lovely ten pound baby of a man. <laughs> And I'm going to think that, uh, well, that that Sean just can't win two games in a row. So it's going to be... It's not just Mother Boy, it's Mother Boy 30. Like it. Lock it up. Lock it up, Mother Boy. What do you got, Broom? I'm going to go with you, Benjamin. I think you got this over the, the old face police brigade. Um, I think AJ Green obviously helped you out a ton. And- it's chicky chicky palm brom. All right. Well, I'm going to put that in and uh, track the records. We'll see how it goes for next week. So that's pretty efficient there, podcast guys. Uh, any parting thoughts? One more note. Uh, it's fun that we have um, Father Time and Mother Boy and then Face Police and Chicky Chicky Parm Parm. Uh, two matches of 1 and 0 teams. So uh, oh. we can only have at most three undefeated teams at the end of this week. That is pretty awesome. We're going to have another tight season here, boys. Yeah. We've had some there's been some really good parity the last few years. It's always been it's been close. It's no one's really fallen off the map um, early on. So I think let's get another one of those in. Yeah, I love it. A way to be positive, Francis. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Matt, for joining us as a special guest today. Uh, anybody interested in next week, hit me up. Uh, we'll be doing this again. Uh, recapping the Thursday night game, probably on Friday again. So yeah. appreciate it. Thank uh, you, guys. Pete, I love you. McBroom, I love you guys. Going to send you out with a, a little new tasty music. This one's from a band called Bros, capital B, capital R, capital O, capital right. S. This is so, Cali. Later, bros. Love you guys. Peace. I'm not entranced by your flashy ways. Your dark brown looks or your passing gaze. Get back.
有雨。